0: you are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Cardinals podcast. I'm your host and all-around Arizona sports expert, Gavin Shaw. Since moving to the Valley three years ago, I've covered the Phoenix Suns, in addition to just about every Arizona state sport imaginable. But I dropped it all to bring you the best and brightest on the Arizona Cardinals. All right, so this is after about... Uh, 300 podcasts is going to be the last one we have breaking down uh, wide receivers. The Cardinals could potentially draft in uh, tomorrow's draft void. That came up quickly. And uh, we're, we've gone through, I think, essentially all of the uh, top 20 guys. I kind of wanted to get into um, some of the uh, deeper round late guys because, again, I think this is as I mentioned in the last podcast, as I mentioned at the start of almost every single one of these, I think this is a situation where the Cardinals, or at least I, I would like to see them get a future number one in this draft, and then a depth guy that could be a 3-4, maybe with the upside to be a 2 down the road. So that, And I think that guy, with, with all the depth there is at wide receiver, and I think just the way college football is being played now, it's almost going to be a yearly thing where you get this kind of depth-wide receiver, I, I think you could find a guy like that in a later round and someone who really has high upside and could definitively contribute down the road. So we're going to go through just about every um, meaningful receiver, at least as far as I see it, in this draft. And and just because, just because of the limits of time, there's I, I think I probably have a slight bias towards the uh, Power 5 guys that I know about and have just naturally watched over the last couple of years. I tried to get in a little bit of tape, on, on some of the deeper guys and some of the smaller school guys and if not tape some reading but um uh, i did my best with that group so we're we're going to see just how good uh, my my gauges of <laughs> if those guys are are potential nfl uh, players or not all right so we will start off a uh, highest ranked guy i didn't touch on isaiah mckenzie out of georgia uh, the reason i didn't mention him is because he's only five seven and a half and despite that espn has him like five or six spots ahead of uh D.D. Westbrook and some other guys that I think are, are clearly better receivers and bigger than he, he had under 700 yards last year. And I get that Georgia didn't really have the best quarterback situation. I know he's explosive, and I know ESPN compares him to kind of like a poor man's. Davon Austin, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't see it. I think the Cardinals need someone a little bit uh, bigger than that with more traditional NFL measurables if they're going to take him in uh, round five, which I think is about where McKenzie's uh, predicted, maybe even a little bit. Higher. And then uh, Jehu, uh, Jason from uh, Michigan, kind of a similar situation. Um, I'm intrigued by him just because he, he reminds me a little bit of our Darius Stewart, who's uh, projected to go uh, quite a bit higher. His pin didn't even list him the other day, but now he's there as their uh, ninth wide receiver. So clearly that was some kind of error in their server. But uh, just similar in the sense that he played at, at, a, at a, one of the blue bloods of college football, Stewart, Alabama. Uh, chase in Michigan and he didn't totally have great production but that was more of a reflection of the style of offense and just the general style of gameplay those two schools have and uh, generally poor quarterback play as well but he's he's big at uh, about six foot three 204 pounds he's really fast I don't think he's quite the power that uh, our Darius Stewart brings to the table but a lot, a lot of similar qualities, and he's he's quick. He's he, I really like on film his ability to kind of seamlessly go from catching the football to running downfield, and there's not really any stop. And maybe that's a credit to him occasionally getting good throws. But I, I I don't know. He's someone who intrigues me somewhat. But again, with these guys, especially at a position like wide receiver, where there are so many guys with ridiculous production, I think it really stands out if you if your stats aren't really there. And with Chasen, they aren't really. Chad Hansen, the uh, complete opposite, at uh, six foot two, two hundred pounds, a four foot, a four four forty guy, had uh, nearly three hundred, excuse me, not three hundred, thirteen hundred yards last year at Cal, eleven touchdowns on almost a hundred receptions. So he was someone who just uh, I got to watch him in person. as I was on the field for ASU Cal this year, and really, and again, it's, you don't really get a good gauge of how good a receiver was. Playing when they played ASU because ASU fought the worst secondary in the country for the second straight year. But um, you look at some of his combine numbers and some of the athletic indicators in terms of um, shuttle and three cone drill were really excellent. And, and and you see that on the field with his ability to get open and that combined with uh, pretty excellent hands. And he's he's really smart about using his frame to uh, and this is some ESPN notes to box out defenders and kind of create openings for himself to get catches. he's a guy I really liked and I I considered actually bringing up a couple times with some of the other groups, and he just kind of got lost in the shuffle. But definitely out of these uh, first three and these three highest-ranked guys we didn't hit on, he's one of my favorites. And another guy I really like is uh, Robert Davis out of uh, Georgia State, if if you believe uh, the ESPN write-up on him and, I don't know, some some of the tape um, on him. He's pretty clearly one of the more underrated guys in all of college football. At uh six two and a half, he runs a four four forty. Um, really good vertical leap. He had the second best vertical leap out of any wide receiver at the combine, and then also had really good uh bench press and broad jump numbers. So that combination you just you just see um that kind of athleticism and the fact that he matched it with uh, pretty good production. He led Georgia State of all time in both receptions and receiving yards, finishing his college career with nearly 3,400 receiving yards. Uh, ESPN notes he played really well in a close loss to Wisconsin, uh, when he had six catches, 93 yards, and a touchdown. So he's clearly a guy who could use a little bit more polish. But just from a pure upside perspective, I, I really like him. Actually, the more the more I read about him, the more I was even comfortable putting him ahead of Hanson. So I'll, I guess I guess I'll correct myself and say he's he's my favorite guy in that group. And I I, I think um, kind of like Carlos Henderson is another mid-major wide receiver that you know, I mentioned earlier and kind of loved T. I think he's right in that group of guys that, and of course say Jones, who's probably the top guy in that group of guys who I think could be really, really good at the college level. Um, excuse my uh, pronunciation on his name, but at uh, a Syracuse, Amba at tattoo, Tatwo I, don't doing my best. Uh, 94 catches last year, 1,482 yards, 14 touchdowns, so the production just ridiculous, but uh, Syracuse really did throw the ball a ton. They, I, I, another coach had some uh, roots in uh, Baylor system, so their whole goal was just to keep pushing it downfield, and he was kind of one of their few options, so that naturally led to some production, and I think he's a guy who's a little bit overrated by stats, even despite having decent measurables at uh, 6'1", 208, 45 speed, but I I don't know. Me just I I didn't totally see it with him, I, and his hands were a little bit too inconsistent for my liking. But you can get that guy in round six. I I think he's interesting. But if if you want to ask my gut feeling, I, I don't I don't know if he has a ton of uh, NFL success. But I'd be I'd be happy to prove, be proven wrong on him because I think he's a pretty cool story over there at uh, Syracuse. All right, so we keep uh, working our way down. Uh, Speedy Noyle, I think a lot of people remember him as being a five-star recruit uh, committed to. Texas A&M out of uh, high school in Louisiana after initially committing to Louisiana. He's only uh, about 5'10 half 200 pounds, but uh, one of the more explosive route runners in, in terms of transitions, but has some intangible issues, has some injury issues. Obviously not huge at a wide receiver spot. was 40 times a little bit slower than I thought I remember coming out of high school. I, I think the talk was that he was potentially like a high 4'3s guy, and he only ran a uh, four four three at the uh, NFL Combine. But he, uh, again, he just didn't really totally have the production in college, and to me it almost feels like he didn't have a college career because he kept missing games, kept going in and out of the super deep receiver rotation. We've already uh, talked about uh, Josh Reynolds, who I think is really good, and we're Going to get to uh, Ricky sills Jones probably at the end of this podcast. And Then they also had Christian Kirk, who was the best of the four, and he's still at uh, Texas A&M, heading into his junior season, potential uh, first round pick to watch out for next year if the Cardinals are picking that high again. But anyways, I throw that all out the window. He is uh, he's interesting to me. I don't know. I like him. I, I don't see a big difference between him and a guy like Isaiah McKenzie, who's projected a lot higher. But again, not one of those guys I particularly. Loved. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't mind taking a seventh round pick on him, or using him, or grabbing him as an undrafted free agent. But if he's going any higher than that, I'm not that interested. Uh, same thing with uh, Trayvon Durrell, who was uh, kind of similar to uh, Malachi Dupree. He's His teammate at LSU, almost zero production, really good measurables, flashes occasionally on tape, but I don't know if the consistency is quite there. I wouldn't similar situation. Wouldn't mind spending a later round pick on him. I don't know if I would go any further than that. Uh, Michael Rector, someone who's consistently productive at Stanford. I don't think he's an NFL wide receiver. Noah Brown, uh, again, a guy I'm a little bit biased for because he had a monster game against my Oklahoma Sooners and then didn't really do anything the rest of the season. I think he had three or four touchdowns against OU, and some, one, one of them on re, one of those ridiculous like backpin catches where a receiver, does, excuse me, on a defensive back doesn't totally get his head around. So I mean, that intrigued me a little bit. But again, if, if you're not productive at Ohio State, of all places, where Urban Meyer's, I think, pretty consistently good about uh, maximizing talent. I don't know what you're going to do in the NFL. There was some wacky stuff with their passing game the next two year, the last two years, so maybe if you want to take a flyer on a guy from Power 5 school, he'd be kind of interesting, but they have a Stacey Coley at a Miami ranked just one spot ahead of him, and I, I like him a little bit more. He's a lot faster, even if he's a little bit smaller, really good hands, really solid. Coley's a guy, I, I don't know, I've always... Maybe it's just because he has a cool name. I really like his name, but I I don't know. Just following him throughout his college career, I was always kind of convinced he'd be a decent NFL-wide receiver. Uh, Two guys a little bit further down from there, uh, Travis Rudolph, who's – if you've read some story about him uh, talking to a kid at a – florida i think it was an elementary school or middle school who was bullied he seems like he's an incredible person but uh, him and uh arteva scott from uh, clemson both guys who are pretty consistently productive at uh top five programs over the last two years i don't know if they have quite the stuff to be good nfl wide receivers uh lucas another guy who had a couple of good games against ou the uh, tulsa standout he's a guy i really like his hands even though he missed some important catches but can also simultaneously made some circus uh, highlight reel ones and Dulce uh, has produced a couple nice receivers over the last couple of years, so I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on him. Uh, Gabe Marks, a guy kind of known for his uh, personality, maybe but a little bit more than what he did on the football field. I could see him ending up on a team like the Patriots and suddenly becoming a really good third wideout. He's just uh, kind of that good of a route runner and that disciplined and that like solid overall. Anyways, as we as we continue working our way down, I'll I'll finish up with uh, Riggy Seals Jones, who. Is a guy who's always really intrigued me with his talent. I think he was either the same class or maybe just the year before. Uh, speedy Noel, and kind of like, no, and had a very similar career to oil where he had these massive flashes, and you were like, "Oh my god, this guy could be great," but you just never really saw it consistently. Despite all the hype coming out of high school, uh, nearly six foot five, over two hundred forty pounds, so he almost measures more like a tight end. Doesn't really have great speed; runs about a 4'7", so he really feels like a tight end in every way, and and someone you would think um down the road could really be dynamic but he just never really had the aggressiveness in terms of using his frame to go up and get balls and box guys out so i'm i'm i've never really i don't know where he's at at this point especially considering he had a knee injury as well He's a guy with that with that size speed combo, and again the the pedigree coming out of high school it shouldn't matter all that much, but it doesn't. I think he's he think he's a pretty hard worker, as well. And and you can kind of toss some of the poor statistics out on uh, quarterback play, even though I think he had uh, Johnny Manziel his freshman year, and then Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray was a pretty talented duo. If I uh, know oh, he did, he missed Johnny Manziel, he had Kyle Allen, and then he had Kyle Kyle Allen and Kyler Murray, and then he had Trevor Knight. So they played with. Decent quarterbacks. I don't know. I'm kind of rambling at this point, but um, I, I guess my conclusion is I'm, I'm still I'm still interested in uh, what uh, in Ricky Seals Jones's uh, potential, and uh, maybe someone for the Cardinals to take a flyer on later on. And he's he's probably the last guy in this draft. And that's I'm probably missing on a couple just for just because it's tough to scout everyone. But the, those are the guys. Those are the receivers that I'm kind of intrigued with for the Cardinals. Um, I'm considering putting all these podcast we've done on receivers into one megapod potentially if if uh, there's some interest on that you can uh, comment on itunes and they'll let me know highly encourage you to also check out the podcast on audio boom uh, we'll be back later tonight to break down uh, some of the front seven prospects the cardinals could potentially be interested in the first couple of rounds we'll do uh, secondary guys after that and then finally we will finish up with uh, just a general draft preview i'm really excited to Announce I have a good friend, uh, Kieran Martin, uh, probably popping onto the podcast tomorrow, big-time football head, long-time Cardinals fan, perhaps more importantly, uh, our fantasy football champion of our league last season and commissioner. So he uh, comes from a good place, very knowledgeable, and he's a massive fan of the draft. So he'll bring some much-needed enthusiasm to this podcast. Anyways, signing off for now, Gavin Shaw, Locked On Cardinals. Stick with us. We are having probably about 10 more podcasts over the next couple of days. So enjoy